Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A rare thing indeed for the co-barbarian. <laughs> knock, your, <laughs> knock, knock your mic over. Yeah, I'm all right. glove all the way. It is a rare thing for the, uh, the two 400 pound gorillas of Society 13 <laughs> are in the same room. Exactly, it's exactly. It's fear. Yes, yes, yes. One of the co-creators here. Uh, it started with John Towers and, uh, then we went with, uh, well, we had, of course, Rick and Chris Westrick, and then Nelson Piles with the Wicked Library. The creator himself is here. Back in the uh, back in the old Red yep. Horse days, yeah, yeah man, where, where we all learned at the the uh, the, the capable feet of Doctor Towers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that yeah, he keeps pushing up the ante. Now we have what? We have eighteen shows. <laughs> we got like nine million shows. Did you? I don't know if you checked your mail. Like, there's another show on the horizon. Well, One Sick Puppy is the last one I got. That's, one Sick Puppy's the last one. Yeah, that, that's a horror show. Straight. That is horror, uh, horror reviews. And he's a, he's a good guy. I like him. He's very enthusiastic. Knowledgeable. Yeah, he, he, he does his, his homework. Sh- he knows his shit. Yes. So. Yeah, that's, what is the show called though? It's, it's it not, is it's, called, uh, Dead as Hell. Dead as Hell. Okay. Yeah. I listened to mm, about five episodes that one day. And his research is remarkable. I uh, I don't do that kind of research. I don't even have bullet points anymore. <laughs> I have stuff, as you can see. There's stuff. There's a familiar book behind you over there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had there with uh, this whole this whole this whole room is up. There's a there's a TARDIS or two. Yeah, uh, I got some Star Wars stuff. Yeah, your collection is down there somewhere. I've got two yeah, of yours. Um, but yeah, Demons, Dolls, and Milkshakes. How's that doing? Uh, it's doing okay. I'm I'm headlong into the sequel. Uh, yeah, I know. I've been waiting for that. But uh, on, with that in mind, and uh, now you have this new thing out. It's a collection of short stories. Everything here is a nightmare. Yes, sir. Uh, do you have any, is there any correlation with your other stuff? Is this all your world you're playing within? Demon Dolls and Milkshakes crossover at all? Well, there, no, there is no, there's no real, the only crossover actually, there's a, uh, there's a story that appeared in, uh, Westward Hose called Just Enough Rope. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I wrote a second story to it. That I did not, uh, that I kind of saved for this collection. Nice. And that is where the title of the book comes from. Mm. Uh, the title of that story is Everything Here is a Nightmare. That's fantastic. So you did a follow up on that. I did that too with, um, well, if you pick that up right there, that book right there, uh, The Westward Hose, um, 
Gary wanted me to do a second one and possibly a third story. But in there you'll find... That's, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, I've been waiting for this guy. Yeah, a lot of... Well, I don't... Right now, everything I'm doing... What he's looking at is the uh, comic, <laughs> comic book version. You know, we forget where we are sometimes. Is the comic book version of uh, Demon Eye. And it, it came out really good. But Gary, our publisher there, he is busy making movies. Yeah, he's he like out of nowhere is you know like yeah. I'm looking at his he's got a fucking IMDb page. Yeah, and... I, I, I ended up with one now. Oh, nice! Uh, four, four movies this year, but they're you know very bit parts except for right. one. One surprised me. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Um, but everything's a nightmare. So how many was it? Seventeen stories? It's uh, it's fifteen stories. It's actually fourteen stories in one unproduced screenplay. And that actually the the, the, the the it's actually a teleplay. It was a pilot for a TV show that I had. Uh, way before I finished writing Demon Zell's Milkshakes, and that actually factors into that universe just a little bit. Nice. Um, okay. the, uh, the bad guy for the sequel of Demon Zell's Milkshakes is the main bad guy in the script, in the book. Um, I love and, those crossovers. Yeah, I mean, and I, tr- I honestly try not to do it that much. You know, I know, uh, our, our good pal Dan is into meta stuff. Like, he's like, oh, everything correlates to this and this and this and that. And, that's cool if it, if it works and if it doesn't work, it's like, well, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but I mean, he's, he's been good with it thus far, but I mean, I never really wanted to get that into it. Like the, the whole demons, dolls, milkshakes correlation. Mm. I think there's like two more books and I'm halfway through one of those. And, and it can easily stand on its own, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, that, that I like the fact that it could end there, but there's work to do as well. Well, I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to continue the, uh, the, the story of, Cat and Bruce, mm. because they're fine. like Bruce was supposed to die in the original version of Demon's Dolls and Milkshakes. Bruce dies. Well, he just I, I didn't want to know died. that. Now it's becoming chasing Amy. And <laughs> and I didn't want. I, but he's such a fun character to do. Like and he's he's yeah. very loosely based on uh, Bruce Lentz. <laughs> yes. Uh, from, uh, Incredibly Strange Video. Yeah, very fame. local Pittsburgh. Place. Very local. And um, he's, he's in a punk rock band. I saw him open for Prong. Volcano Dogs, right? Yes, yes. They opened for Prong last year. How about nice. that? Yeah, Bruce. He was crazy. He was in the crowd like Iggy Pop, jumping around. He's Just, awesome. Yeah, he's great. He's but anyway. Guy. I haven't seen him in quite a number of years. I think the last time I saw him was in the store. In the yeah. store. He, he hasn't changed it because he's got more hair. It's, it's longer and curlier. As it should be. <laughs> As it should be. And that's how he is portrayed in your book, if I recall. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just this, this, you know, enigmatic, sarcastic ginger bastard. And he's just so much fun. Oh God, if you're friends with him on Facebook, you get a, a dose every day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's great. I don't, and I don't, honestly don't know if Bruce knows that the character is based on him. He, you know, he, he probably just, you know, if you saw me, he'd be like, Oh, you were that spooky fuck that was in the store for the, it's alive in store, you know? Absolutely. You know what? You're right. Because when I saw him at the show, I was just like, Bruce, you're opening for Prong. He's like, yeah, well, you don't really have an album. <laughs> that's, that's not what I wanted to hear. But I, I was like, you have something for me? He's like, no, we really don't. And that was it. Hey, there right. you go. Good to see you, Bruce. <laughs> I, I hope his ears are buzzing right now. Absolutely. But the, uh, the collections, the, the collections actually doing really, really well. And it was, it was rough. The original, the, the first load that I sent over to Gary, it had like 18 stories in it. <laughs> And I hadn't even loaded it up because I had other stuff just sitting aside. I'm like, well, this doesn't really fit with the theme. And, you know, Gary's like, uh, maybe we want to trim that down and maybe about 15. I'm like, oh, okay. I get that too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, it's good too. Uh, the lo- <coughs> lovely assistant here, Ms. D, said, you know what? 
don't put all your bullets in one gun. I mean, you know, you want to have something just in case something else comes up. Well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, like for, for my buggers is volume one, so I need to leave room for volume two. You know, like not all the chestnuts are in there, right. you know? Absolutely. Yeah, well, I, well, I gotta be honest with you, I haven't read anything since John Tower's book there. I haven't read a book in a long time. Um, I picked up a Simon Clark book. I'm a big fan of Simon Clark and I found it in a secondhand bookstore. Been waiting for this book for 10 years. Cracked it open and read 10 pages. And I, I'm just not reading right now. Been so busy and I apologize. So next time you're in here, I'm going to give you a full review of your book <laughs> that, no, you, I will, that you didn't bring. <laughs> that I didn't bring. I, I didn't. <laughs> I love it. You know, well, I mean, it's been so long. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm like, hey, I get to see Dave and mm. hang out for a little while. And I didn't think to bring like, you know, prezzies. That's so. all right, man. No, it, but, Please, you know, this, th- is, this is, you know, we're East Coast guys. We don't normally do that shit. You no, know? we don't. That's true. That's like, usually it's just like one of us shows up at the other one's door and is like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you want tea or is it beer night? <laughs> yeah, like, it's like we're sitting here sipping tea. Yeah, like, tea. Tea. We, this is tea right now, but it is pomegranate. I've been under the weather, so I need I needed to get some fluids in me that weren't going to kill me. Um, uh, that being said... Uh, I just haven't been healthy lately. This I, 2016 just full of flu and everything else. I but, hear you. Well, that was that was last year for me. Yeah, man. you got killed. I, I got that. fucking yeah. nearly died. Shit, you that know. was crazy. That yeah. was insane. And it was you know, and it was looking like a really it was going to be a really good year too. It's you know when uh, we all had that little avant garde mm. fucking road trip to Georgia with uh, with Dan right. and, and, and Maddie Von Stark. Stark. Yeah, and Maddie is she bouncing back? I, she she's, says she's doing okay. But she's I don't getting know there. I'll tell you what. I'm very interested to to see in like another thirty, forty, fifty years what actually does kill her because she takes a lot of shit health wise, mm-hmm. and she just keeps coming back. Yeah, know, like you know the. You know, this, you know, the specter of, of, uh, disease and, in you know, impairment just hovers over her and she's just like, yeah, fuck you, I'm not ready yet, and just goes back. Well, you know, you should give a little background, Maddie. I mean, I've talked about her, about her on here, but Kettle Whistle Radio listeners aren't like the Wicked Lady, the Wicked Lady, the Wicked Lady, Wicked Radio listeners. They may not know who she is and what she's done for well, us, but Maddie, quite a bit. Matt, yeah, Maddie's, Maddie became a staple of the Wicked Library. I think the sixth episode of season two. Yep. And that's really, and that's really around the birth of, uh, Society 13 as a whole. Yeah. 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 Cause, you know, the Wicked Library was originally on Red Horse Radio. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, John, John was essentially like the big cheerleaders, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we should start another network. And then at the last minute, he's like, all right, I'm out. I'm pulling and out. And it was just me and Dave were like, oh, okay. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> and, you know, and, the, and the you, two, the two, uh, original shows, which are still kicking ass and taking names, it was Kettle Whistle Radio and the Wicked Library. And I wanted to do something a little different with season two, and mm. and I'd become friends with Maddie, who is this slamming artist from Wisconsin. She's also an author as well. She's a very, very good, author. very good writer. Oh my god! And and I'd asked her. She had a, a lot of uh, fractal art on her page. It's like, hey, would you mind if I use this for an episode of this podcast? Right. And then she did every single one of them until the end of my tenure at the end of season five. 
Yep, I was proud to have her do my story too. I I, I love that picture. I don't know if you remember, you won't remember. There's so many of them, but it was the one with the bloody teeth and they're like oh yeah, almost like the chatterer sitting right over there. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That was uh fantastic. I was just proud to have her do that for me. Um, it, but yeah, so she's come under the weather, but I guess she's, she's bouncing, bouncing back. She's bouncing back. I've, I've talked to her a couple of times. Are, is she going to be doing more work with any of our shows, or is that is she um, doing her own thing now? Well, she's Seriously. she's trying to get she's starting a publishing company. Oh wow! And she's got a decent roster of artists in there. She's asked me to write some stuff, and I haven't had time to get Same to here. it. But you know, mm. she also hasn't time had time to look at it. Yeah, heart, heart failure will do that to you. So, but yeah. uh, I mean, and we've been you know we've always been plotting to do something post wicked library you yeah, know we so probably should then oh we i i think we will we, we have some stuff kicking around now uh, dan fordick over at the wicked library he's kicking ass he's doing very well in yeah the lift and was isn't there's a, a third thing he's doing he's now? got look he's got more shows than uh, fucking oh, man <laughs> carter's got liver pills as my grandfather i'd rather like. just <laughs> i'd rather just stick with one i think you just yeah i don't know Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's it's fine. Technical that, issues, kiddies. Yeah, that's okay though. It, it, if you see what I use here, I have a lot of new hardware mixed with old hardware, new software with old software, and it's worked up until now. 144 episodes later, I almost don't want to break the you know break the uh, the stroke of luck I've had. There's like an upgrade, but for, it's time for that system. And oh, I'm a, I am terrified to fucking put it on. I'm like, ah, I have it on my laptop. Yeah, I, I don't even tell, I don't want to tell the folks what I'm using. <laughs> yeah, right. But right. Uh, yeah, I have it for the laptop, and it is it's good. It's good. But uh, the laptop is I'm disappointed with that. I, I want my tower because I have so much space in that thing. Oh, sure. And it's a homemade tower, so you can imagine how many gigs I can or could. Now it's it's run its course. Yeah. And that's our tech part of the show. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Join us next week when we sure, talk about quarter-inch cable connectors. Make sure you leave with some of these today. This is our in-house band, Yard Panther, who does our outros for the show. Yard Panther. They're out of Austin, and yes, <laughs> that is their cat. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Erica... Erica Timko, um, and Jess Timko, I should say, um, and, and Dave, uh, they, it's, it's Erica Skew. Dave and Erica got married. So I just, I'm so used to saying it. they're from here. They used to live around the block. Dave's from Texas and, um, three piece and they play like a stoner rock and they're really good. Oh, very good. So, cool. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're, What's up, Yard Panther? Yeah. Uh, you'll hear, uh, <laughs> Hypnic at the end of the show. We've been playing, playing that as our outro song. So. Cool, cool. Yeah, but anyway, so Maddie wants to talk, uh, Dan's got, Dan's got a ton of shows and <laughs> just, he's, he's actually, he's actually also, he has also just become the executive producer for the, uh, Dangling in the Dark. Oh my show. God. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which, which means that, uh, every every couple of days, I get uh, a voice, like I get a recording. It's like, hey, check what I just did for for Dangle Show, and <laughs> and he works. Uh, Dan works with a uh, a lady in Australia named Amber. Yes, and mm-hmm. she does the voice for Victoria, and mm-hmm. she does some of the drops for Society Thirteen. And uh it's just her like reading all these filthy innuendos for Dick's show, and it's like, man. Like you, you hear that, kettle whistle listeners? It's like you there's better, an alternative for you. <laughs> it's like you better start paying that girl because I'd be like, it's like I don't know if I could send a punch through the phone line from Australia, but <laughs> but she's she's very cool though. She did it. She did a great ad for uh, for everything here's night. You're about to hear that actually. Oh, out of sight, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to put that on a little bit here, and we'll get back with uh, Nelson W. Piles, yeah. author and musician. We may hit on that. We'll see. The critically acclaimed author of Demon Stoves and Milkshakes returns with 15 tales of horror and suspense. 
with everything here is a nightmare. From zombies in the Old West, to a young boy tempted by the devil, from vampires with romantic longing, to an abandoned lighthouse haunted by vengeful spirits, from a serial killer getting unholy justice, to an haunted English race car. Nelson W. Piles invites you to explore the landscape of fear, suspense, and horror. Take his hand and hold on tight. Remember that whatever you find there, whatever you see, no matter what you might think it could be, know this. Everything here is a nightmare. By Nelson W. Piles. Available in paperback and Kindle at Amazon.com. By Burning Bowl Publishing. And we're back. And we're back. How man, about she, that ad? She does a great job, man. She really does. <laughs> her, what's her name again? Amber? Name Amber Collins. Okay. Okay. And she does really, really, really cool, uh, cool vocal stuff. Well, it wouldn't be a, a show about a book if you couldn't tell me what some of the stories are about without, without spoilers, of course. Well, yeah, we're dealing with monsters, ghosts, serial killers, all the above. Uh, all of the above. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff in here. And the, the, the whole point of putting this book together, you know, I've, I've, I've been doing this for a while now. And there's a, you know, there's like a, there is a stack I could be wailed to death with, you know, so it's a formidable stack of, <laughs> of, uh, of collect, of anthologies and stuff like that. And all the rights of the stories have reverted back to me. And I'm like, well, instead of trying to sell, Everyone that likes shows and stuff like that. Instead of trying to sell them an individual anthology where I have one story, uh, like the bit, the, the Bizzo. Okay. The big book of Bizarro. Yeah, exactly. There's 58 oh, yeah. authors in there. And I think my story clocks in at like maybe 1500 words. It's not a very long story. Oh, yeah. It's like four pages in the book, you know, so, and it, I think you, everyone should get a copy of this book oh, yeah. just cause it's cool. It's, it's a cool, uh, conversation piece on your coffee table. Oh, definitely. <laughs> the cover alone. And the back cover alone. Yes. But, you know, yeah. I wanted to put, you know, all the stuff that I've already done in one place. And it's like, well, here, well, instead of buying these eight books, you can just get this. And there's even bonus material and stuff. It's great so, cover, too. Gary set you up with it. Like, yeah. Like that. that was the, that was the first thing he sent me. There's a, uh, there's a story in there called The Letter in the Lighthouse, which is, which has so far been tagged as the most gruesome story in the whole book. Interesting. And it is, Admittedly, like I went over the fucking top with, with gore and, and brutality. Like my wife was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like she's half, and she's not even all the way done with this story, but, uh, sleeping with one eye open. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's all right. And it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a real big mix of like, uh, post world war, like end of world war two Japanese, Slash Russian horror. Oh wow! You know, you know, Japanese. You have that ghost story yeah. kind of. It's it it's it's hardcore. I, you like it? I think that might be the, the one that you gravitate to the so, most. Should I read this in order, or just pick out and choose, or does it matter? Um, it honestly doesn't matter. I mean, it's not. You know, it's it's a collection of uh, really the only related stories in there is just enough rope from. Westward Hose right. and its sequel, Everything Here is a Nightmare. Now, that's awesome. The, the cool thing is, I just, uh, in November, I wrote a novel called 
Spiders and the Daffodils, and that is a full-length novel featuring the characters from Just Enough Rope. Oh, cool. Which is Tom Wall and uh, Veronique. Is this going for like 200 pages? What are you going for? Like, how, how long ago? Well, the the word count currently is like 56,000. Okay. I, I, I use the number 200 because when you're dealing with Burning Bulb, it's you're going to have one this thick or you're going to have one this thin. It's He likes to go for the 200 to 250 range for <laughs> a, a novella or... Well, I mean, this one, yeah, this one's full, full on novel length. Okay. And there's, you know, and I'm in, in the editing. I did, I did a thing in November called NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month. And you have 30 days or 31 days, however long. I think November was 30 days to write 50,000 words mm, okay. of a novel. I did 30,000 recently and that was challenging. So, and, fun. and, you know, and it was, it was cool. Like you have to write every day or, you know, like I, I, went out of state for like four days and didn't write a word of it. And I had like all this catch up shit to do. I'm like, God damn it. And then I wound up like, it's all you're thinking about. Why, why didn't I start this yet? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes, yeah, it becomes part of your mindset, your lack of sleep, your maybe the reason that I'm sick. (laughs) I don't know, but yeah, you just got to get it out. I tell everybody and I've been getting a lot of like, um, from other amateur writers, you know, sending me stuff. Um, and they want me to read it, you know, and it's just like, okay, I, I'll read this and I, it ends up being really good, but I'm like, I really should be writing though right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, you know, I, I used to get a lot of that, but I mean, I was asking for it when I was yeah. hosting the Wicked Library. So I was like, yeah, send me your stories. And then, I welcome it. I do welcome it. And it's, and it's cool. I mean, it's, you know, for one thing, it got to feed my, you know, mm-hmm. desire to read a lot of really cool stuff in, quick proximity it's like hmm, who am i going to use this week oh look there's 15 new stories i can read right now cool it's amazing uh, that happens with kettle whistle radio it happens with music i can't keep up with the music that i've been getting and it's nice for my own collection but you know i, I get hard pressed to please people and play all they send me because I, sometimes you forget you look in your email oh my god they sent me that back then and, and it's all good there's a lot of good musicians out there and i try to get them all played i try <laughs> it's tough it's tough but all right, back to the book though. Um, what does it open up with? How do you start a collection like that? There, well, that that was actually the the really the, the roughest part was like, okay, what are you gonna you know? Because you want to. I, I was working talking uh, with a really great writer named Sydney Lee, and she was like, "Well, you want to lead with a really good story, but you want to close with a really good story, and it's not like you get your you put your best foot foot forward and then you put your best foot at the end, balance, and then just fill it with shit, you yes. know, <laughs> so." <laughs> Because <laughs> sometimes that happens. I mean, every once in a while you pick up a book and it's like, oh, this is, well, the first story was good, but then the next 10 were ass and then the last one was good. So, you know, so I kind of, uh, I opened up with a story called The Box of Candy, which came from uh, an anthology called Fear the Abyss. And it was the strongest one. The guy who wrote the foreword to the book is a, is an author named Paul Anderson. Oh, Paul, yeah, Michael, sure. Paul, I'm going to drop a name, Anderson. <laughs> And, you know, he's, you know, and I, and I hack on him a lot for that. I even wrote him a little theme song about dropping a name. But, you know, he, at the, at the point, and he actually dropped a bomb on me when he wrote it because he had never, he, he was the, uh, the stories, uh, acquiring guy at mm. Postmortem Press. And he had never accepted one of my stories. Like, <laughs> I, it, like he rejected all of them. And it turns out that he actually was the guy who accepted uh, 
a box of candy. And I didn't know that. I thought it was someone else that oh, was wild. doing the, doing the stories <laughs> and stuff. So that was kind of a nice little Easter egg for me. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And he's he's, he's a good guy. I met him. He's a yeah. good guy. He's a hell of a writer, man. He's got a uh, collection coming out uh, sooner than later. Cool. Best title. Check this out. Bones were meant for breaking. Ah. <laughs> Fucking awesome. I like that. That could be a t-shirt too. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope it is. Paul, I hope you're listening. Um, but I, you know, putting, it was, it was rough finding like an order for it, you know, cause I didn't want to do it like in chronological order. Cause mm. you know, uh, there's a story in there called Spring in New York, which was the first sold public. Yes. The, the first that. sold story. Yeah. It's in that one, isn't it? No. Dark doorways? No. No, it's not. That's, well, uh, how did I read that then? Uh, well, it was the fourth episode of, uh, season yes. one of the Wicked Library. Okay. And it was, yeah. the, you know, it was the first published work that I had. That was good. And, uh, and it, it's weird. I mean, it, it holds up rather nicely, but, you know, you don't write the same way you did 10 years ago. No, God, thank God I don't. Yeah, well, same, same here. So <laughs> it was like, I was like, I wouldn't write it like that at all, <laughs> you know? But I, you know, it was, it was solid enough to keep it intact. So that's in there. Um, my favorite. Uh, it's an unpublished story. I put a couple of, uh, bonus stories in there. And it's not, you know, I just didn't feel like, you're like, well, I've shopped this one around. And usually if you have enough s- stories in your, uh, in your top drawer, so to speak, or your top yeah. drawer in your head, um, you can find somewhere else that will pick them up. And there was a couple of stories that didn't get picked up, but they were like, you know, it's like, hey, this is a great story, but it doesn't fit this anthology mm. or it doesn't fit this issue of this magazine or whatever. And you just kind of put them away and wait for their time to come around, which has happened rather successfully uh, by by luck or crook or or whatever, you know. By the way, that's a friend of mine's book, By Hook or Crook. Ah, nice. Right, yeah, Very my, good. My buddy Castiglione. Yeah, he was on here not too long ago. Good guy, Jim. Cool. But yeah, he wrote a really cool uh, uh, gangster story. I don't want to give too much away because I'm not sure how he's shopping it. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> I, that, that, that's funny that that, word, that would come up just then. But anyway. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, so I, I threw a couple of like little bonus stories in there. And there's a story in there called uh, Fishing Hole. Which is the closest I think I'm ever going to get to like Mark Twain. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say like, Kim Bennett. No, <laughs> you remember <Jesus>. that? <laughs> She's brutal. <laughs> her fishing nope, hole story. Nobody gets their cock bitten off in this story, so it's. <laughs> we love. I love Kim. Oh gosh, she's great. She's so cool. Oh my god, her her postings keep me very entertained too. I, I think she misinterpreted something I put up there, which is usually the case with me. So pretty much, anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. That's your I, I pre- yeah. <laughs> pretty much can't say a damn thing to anybody. So I, I just stop. I just really just stop. But, oh yeah. By the way, see that mask over there? That's uh part of uh the clown junkie story. That oh I nice. Yeah, that will be good. showing up in Roger Sampson's movie. Uh, that is the well, sort of the serial killer's mask. Nice. So real props sitting in here. Works really well on radio. <laughs> yes, doesn't, it? <laughs> doesn't it? You'll see it's it very cool, soon. Uh, we, we actually filmed an episode in here last week. Uh, oh, nice. With uh, Roger Sampson on the screen. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it worked out pretty good. Very cool. Yeah, tambourines and everything. Don't even ask about the tambourine. It's, oh, God, it keeps showing up. I got to I gotta play it, though. Yep, you are a musician. Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. <laughs> All right, with that, <laughs> I don't know where to go. Uh, I, and I don't have any pencils to sell anyway. So. <laughs> well, we're going to play a song right now. What do you think? Should we play something of yours? Or do you, Cycle go? Sluts from Hell. Oh, okay. Cycle we're going to go, sluts from go hell. the female route. Okay, let's, uh, let's go. With it is, hey, February is Women in Horror Month, so, oh, that, and that's when we're recording this. That's so. right. Oh, wow, and I haven't had a single female horror right on. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, folks. Well done, Dave. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll be right back. 
we're back with Nelson W. Piles. That was the Cycle Sluts from Hell. My friend Dava Shewolf. I want to thank her for allowing us to play that stuff. Another great Thanks, episode. Dava. I heart me some uh, Cycle Sluts from Hell. Thank you, great. Dava. They're great. Her story about opening for the Ramones was a good story. It's a good one to go back to. Heck yeah. But yeah, she's uh, she was pissed about um, uh, Filthy from uh, Motorhead not getting any, any mention at the Grammys. Well, I'll tell you what. At least, at the very least, uh, Grohl dropped his name mm. I thought that was i thought that was that was very cool he's our last soldier you know he really is i mean I, people give dave a lot of shit but dave is really like the last of the purists and for, he, for rock and roll he you know? brought back that probot project brought back a lot of guys out of retirement yeah and, and you know they're getting paid again it's you know and they, a lot of them get airplay on xm again which they didn't to begin with any radio airplay so uh, yeah he's he's definitely a soldier and we lost let's see maurice white from earth wind and fire yeah, last week maurice. um and and, well, the big one was David Bowie, and I was sitting here looking at his new album. I was showing Nelson. It's nicely wrapped. It comes with all kinds of stuff, extras, and then there's, I think there's a DVD in here, too. I'm not sure what's on that. I, I, I listened to it twice, and if you're a Bowie fan, yeah, you'll like this. Yeah, Lazarus, I think that is the big one. Yeah, that that was the uh, the single. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, there's a, uh, I, I can't, you know, kill me for not knowing the name of the show, but there's an... Uh, there's a stage show, and it's kind of the the sequel to the Man of Fell to Earth, mm. and it's starring Michael C. Hall from Dexter, and he's awesome. he and it's it's a musical, and he's the de facto Dave Bowie character. And he, if you look on YouTube, I think he was on uh, Colbert, and he did Lazarus on that show, and he fucking killed it. Like he really he really evoked Bowie, but I mean, the guy's <laughs> such a talented fucking dude. I didn't know, I guess I knew he could sing, didn't he do, uh. He did, he did a lot of stage work. Yeah. And stuff, yeah. Like in between, like before he did, uh, Dexter. Six Feet Under and Dexter. And he's, he, that guy's fucking badass. Six Feet Under. Flat was out. Good. That was yeah. A good show. But yeah, Bowie, uh, I don't, you know, I only have one story about him that I, I guess would, you know, be interesting. Um, I kind of discovered rock and roll with him. I told the story not too long ago. On a road trip to Cape Cod in the back of my parents' car, I was getting car sick because <laughs> that's what happened to me. As you want to do. And yeah, I think it had a lot to do with the black vinyl of the interior. But uh, a lot of Casey and the Sunshine Band playing, a lot of disco was happening on back then. But then I heard fame as I had my head out the window like a dog. <laughs> trying to breathe and not, not throw up. Just you hear that funk bass and that guitar, that several guitar parts and his voice. Fame kind of turned me on to rock and roll at a younger age. I, even uh, before like, I was listening to Beatles because that was timely. That was on the radio. Right. You know, right. so that, that's my Bowie story. I have a, I have, I have one Bowie story and I, and I, I recounted it when he died on my, uh, my author page on Facebook. So, but I'll, 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 you know, I used less expletives in that than I'm going to use here. <laughs> so, like a million years ago in the 90s, um, I was living in New Jersey, and the one guy, uh, there was a drummer in my band, his name is Bill. And Bill and his then-girlfriend, Heidi, uh, you know, we wanted to see uh, the opening act for David Bowie. He was doing the Sound and Vision tour. Okay, like he was retired. He was going to, quote, retire his old material. Because he had just started doing Tin Machine. Oh, right. Yeah. I oh, I have that. I loved Tin Machine. I have that. Those, you know who those other two guys are? That's the Soupy oh, Sales sons. Yeah, Tony and Hunt Sales. Those guys, are, those guys are motherfuckers, man. They're I, awesome as hell. Yep. They, they played with like Rundgren in the 70s and shit. Like they've been around for a while. Yep. And the guitarist, uh, Reeves Gabriels, man, monster guy. But so I want to go see this. Mm. And the opening act is Joe Satriani. Hmm. 
And I like Joe. Joe's nice guy. instrumentalist. Incredible guitarist, yeah. F- fabulous guitarist. And, and so he had just put a new album out with, like, weird, vocals. Weird combination, though, isn't it? Isn't that a weird opening act for Tin Machine? Because uh, Tin Machine is kind of almost like a Bauhaus. They were almost like a gothic well, sound. Well, he didn't open for Tin Machine. He opened oh. for Bowie. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Now but, like, this was, this was like Dave exercising all of his old demons, or so you would think. And before he committed more time to Tin Machine. Hmm. And which unfortunately didn't pan out. I loved Tin Machine. I did they too. Were great. Mm-hmm. And so Bill's into it because he's a huge Joe Satriani head. So I get the tickets, and this is back in the days where you had to physically stand in fucking line to buy tickets. There was no internet. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm just going to call in my credit card and get tickets, man. No, 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 no. You got a wristband, yeah. and if you were there at five o'clock in the morning, and then they yep. handed out wristbands, you could still wind up at the back of the line. You still could. So I got like nosebleed seats at the, uh, at Giant Stadium to see David Bowie and Joe Satriani. So we go there and Bill's really excited, you know, yay, Joe Satriani. And, you know, Satriani comes out and kills it for 45 minutes and he gets off stage and Bill's like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. We are watching David Bowie, dude. And he's like, well, I don't know any David Bowie. Like, you know plenty of David. Sit the fuck down. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. You know, and, and, you know, Heidi's like, yeah, sit the fuck down. (laughs) So, and, and, Blue is mine. He's like, I knew all those fucking songs. I'm like, yeah, you did. That's yeah. your fucking childhood right there. And, and Dave just destroyed everyone in that stadium. It was fantastic. He had, uh, oh shit. Adrian Ballou was the guitar player for the tour. And, uh, what was that one single? Uh, uh, Pretty Pink Rose, which was one of Adrian's tunes, but Dave sang on it and they just killed it. And it was such, he was really, you know, they keep the word genius around and then some, some artists heap it upon themselves like Mr. West. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but Dave never really said, yeah, I'm a fucking musical genius, but he really was. I mean, he, you know, the Let's Dance album, he got a lot of shit for saying, yeah, I wrote that so I could, you know, have a bunch of hits and make yeah, a lot but, of money. And he inspired Trent Reznor with that album. Absolutely. Look what Trent went on to do. <laughs> well, well, here's the, here's the thing. Like he, he did essentially the same thing that Prince did before Prince did it, which was the record company was like, you know, you're not really writing hits anymore, man. And you know, you should think about writing them. And he waited till a contract expired and then wrote Let's Dance. And it was this huge monster fucking hit, which is always the best middle finger to give someone. Oh yeah. You know, and Prince is, the way Prince did it was fucking beautiful. Like, Warner Brothers was like, you know, you're not cranking out the hits anymore. And Prince is like, fuck you, this is what I do. He's like, well, you just can't write them anymore. So he changed his name to that symbol to get out of contractual yeah, obligations. I, uh, yeah, knew all about it. And he released uh, a single, The Most Beautiful Girl in the World, and it killed. Yep. What a beautiful middle finger to people telling you your shit. And yeah. people thought he was doing the symbol just to be cocky. I know he's doing it so he can do what he wants to do. Absolutely. And we just lost Vanity two days ago. Yeah, that was fucked. Only 57. I know. Whoa. What did she have, like the kidney failure or something? Something intestinal or, yeah, I just heard it on the radio this morning and I was just like, really? He's really sad. Uh, it's too, uh, and we're only in February. Knock on wood. Jeez. But, uh, <laughs> but, oh yeah, oh man, so music, what can we do? Oh, well. You got something going on? Can you, can you talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're, me and, uh, Tony from over on, uh, Prog Watch, uh, we put an album out, I think a year and a half ago, uh, it was the first under the name Novus. Mm-hmm. And we did an album called Into the Future. We are currently recording the second unnamed, uh, album. 
mm. and we're like four songs deep into it. Uh, I was over there Monday during the fucking, mm-hmm. during the ice storm. Oh my god! Well, probably the best way to do it. The ice storm of President's Day, <laughs> uh, but it's going it's going really well. It's got some uh, got some new stuff coming out, and as soon as we do, we'll ship it over to you. Yeah, and- man, we got to play it. We got to play it. Um, I play an old one, but I don't know if we're going to do that or. Oh, that's entirely up to you. I would recommend. Uh, Waiting. Hmm. waiting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll launch something. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something There's out. Some, well, con- some controversy there, folks. We can't get into that. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. no the, the, the politics of dancing. No, the, 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 the other, yeah. No, 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 no don't even. Fuck that. <laughs> no, fuck that. No, okay. We're done. <laughs> Moving on. Won't, won't even bring it up. All right. Moving on. So, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question. Sure. Um, as far as stories are concerned, you, you tell me the two that I probably would like. What kind of, you know I love monsters. I do. No, you what, yeah, I, what, what am I, what can I look forward to in uh, Everything is a Nightmare? Oh man. Monster wise. My favorite, the, the monsters that, uh, that I created for the, um, the Tom Wall stories, both of them. The, the, the character Veronique is a monster. You know, without blowing it. And she's, she's okay. not like a traditional monster. She's a monster of my own creation. Okay. And she's kind of like, uh, kind of a vampire, kind of a spider, kind Ooh. of, it's just brutal. Like they're not immortal, but they live a really long goddamn time. Interesting and spiders. I, and I threw in, I, you know, I threw in zombies in the old west in the, uh, in the title story, which was really fun. And people really got pissed. I got, when, when the book, first came out and started getting some momentum i was getting emails from people who read it, it was like there there's a scene that involves a uh stable of horses and mm-hmm. they're really pissed what i did to the horses oh, in boy. <laughs> and and all i can say is like the the spell to make the zombies involved in abhorrent act in uh in the face of god that apparently worked well enough to work, you know, and, and people were just like, how the fuck could you do that to the poor horses? And I'm like, they're not real horses. It's your imagination doing this that. This never happened. And then, of course, the, the chorus of like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, stuff like that. What's what's with spider? I, I have well, my short stories, Dwelling in the Dark. It's all based around spiders being the common characters that kind of tell the stories and they're, they're part of it. Um, I was blame, uh, I was, uh, actually on a show called, uh, JK radio show recently. And he read, he read that book and he's like, so you have arachnophobia, don't you? Like, no, I'm really not afraid of spiders. Uh, they're just interesting. Absolutely, they look yeah. like aliens. They don't look, if you look, if you get real close and look at one, there's nothing on this earth that looks like a spider's face and they bite, they hurt. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I listen to that. Those guys, um, they're, they're out of Jersey, my yeah. home state. Yeah. And I'd, I'd written that guy. I was like, Hey man, like, cause I, I went to the website of the, uh, what's the, what's the name of the station, Dave? Uh, well, horror radio, um, horror happens radio, horror happens radio. Yeah, and yeah. like, I forget what the name of the main network, like, but a bunch of my friends that are still it's in huge, Jersey, yeah. uh, they're redoing their website too. Cause even Jay said it's a little confusing right now, but they're, it, it, it there's a lot going on. But like there. they have, they have a studio in my hometown. Yeah. And, uh, in Boonton. Yeah. And I'm like trying to think of where the fuck that studio is in Boonton. Cause mm. I, it might be, you know, my, my first inclination is to think that they probably put it in the old Boonton theater, which wow. has been like a camera store for a long time, but they opened the theater back up. I played that theater. Did you really? Yeah. That's in the, cool. in the nineties, it was fucking great. Oh, I'll have to introduce you then. He has to know who you are <coughs> right now. Um, I, you know, talk, I talked all about you on the show in the Wicked Library cause it seems like something they need to know about. 
Um, right, right. They, they, a lot of horror. They they do these crazy things where they go like for an unti- entire day with one show after the next, and then they play it two more times the following week. Oh, nice! It sounds exhausting to me. But um, he said he's redoing uh, the website, so the JK show, I guess it'll be, uh, I don't know, uh, easier to um, navigate. I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it. But, um, yeah, but, so. But, we'll I mean, see. like, they had one of the, one of the uh, I guess, on-air personalities is this guy named Hamel. Hmm. And Hamel, when when I was living in New Jersey, there was, Hamel had an act called Hamel on Trial, and it was just him with an acoustic guitar. But he <laughs> played it like no one I had ever, have ever seen before or wow. since. Like, and he just like cranked the, had an acoustic guitar, but he played it like he was trying to kill it. <laughs> and he was so fucking good. <laughs> so I was like, damn. And, uh, my friend Fitzy, Brian Fitzpatrick, the band of brothers, I think get a lot of airplay on those guys. That's so. why, oh man, Sierra, I'm glad to know that you've heard of this. Cause, um, the first time I heard it was, uh, Gary Vincent, you know, he had gone on there with Salones on Garris and, uh, I guess they're promoting, uh, Belly Timber, the cannibal yeah. movie. But, um, yeah, I, I hadn't heard about it until he contacted me, which was pretty cool. I, we had a good time. What a nice guy. We had some, he had some Skype issues that night. <laughs> Not me. You tell on the interview, though. Not it, this time, because he cleaned clean. it up nicely, yeah. yeah. Um, and I recorded it on my side, just in case, too, so that we flip-flopped. Ah, there you but, go. What a good guy, man, yeah. Um, let's see, you should probably plug some things while you're thinking, while I'm thinking about it right now. Well, I could go the Matty Von Stark route and just say, Google me. <laughs> Which is like, that was the best fucking interview. The, yeah, I know. It was like you, was it John? Yeah. You and Maddie. That was after many a Guinness. At yeah. The, the Dory. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed that one. I'm sorry you missed it too. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was funny, man. Oh, we had a blast. It was, it was just me and her for a while there and, uh, we were doing shot for shot with the Guinness. And then John showed up and I was just like, I think I'm done. And then <laughs> <laughs> wasn't done. But we had a good time. We had a good time. Oh, let's see. Well, the first thing I'll plug is the Society 13 website, society-13.com. Every show that is affiliated with Society 13 are, are, are flagship shows like the one you're listening to now, uh, the Wicked Library. You can hear that. You can hear Red Horse Radio. You can hear the Caveman Mafia, Mafia which is now affiliated through it. Mm. Uh, the Pop Off with Martise, which is a fucking awesome mm. show. Martise is awesome. Yes. Um, Let's see, The Lift is on there, um, uh, just a metric ton of shows. We have like 9 million shows. Mm-hmm. And growing more every day, John pitched us a new one this morning, which uh, I can't <laughs> wait to dig my ears into. This, this is going to be... <laughs> this morning. Like last night to this morning. Ugh, he never stops. No, he doesn't. But uh, you can, let's see, uh, thewickedlibrary.com, I'm still the 8,000 pound gorilla, <laughs> but Dan Foytick is doing an excellent job of hosting and producing the show. Um, geez, NelsonWPiles.com. Are your books available there? Uh, I, no. You can get my books on Amazon. Not yet. You'll, you'll be able to. Okay. Um, here's a big one. Knocknafe.com. I did a, an audiobook for an author named Brett Bursell. And we're actually, I'll, oh, I gotta tell you this. You'll hear first. I was here. gonna ask you about that. Okay. So, okay. uh, The Prince of Knocknafe. It's not horror. It is, but there's, there's actually a couple of moments in there that are really fucking geek horror laden that's fun but it's a it's a it's a fun adventure sexy romp with an immortal irish god and uh jinnies and all sorts of stuff um it is a 20 chapter audiobook and the the uh the audio part is in a flash drive shaped like a cork in this wine bottle oh yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. you order this you're getting a wine bottle with this cork and it also has a copy of the uh the ebook Mm-hmm. With all of the illustrations and artwork that Brett did. Now, the current thing that I'm doing with Brett 
is we're continuing the book in a bottle line. And the next release is probably, at this point, going to be Queen of the Black Coast by uh, Robert E. Howard. It's a Conan the Barbarian story. Oh, wow. And it's, it's fucking tremendous. Like, the packaging alone is worth picking this thing up but it's you know it's it's your old pal nelson reading conan the barbarian oh, that's so cool yeah i remember you putting that bottle up uh you had a contest <laughs> before christmas i think yeah that yeah. was for uh that was for uh the a copy of the novel a copy of the collection and a copy of the book in a bottle i just wanted to make in learning from that never have a contest that lasts longer than a month <laughs> Because it's just like everybody gets tired of hearing about it after a month, so I <laughs> yeah, think maybe a week and a half. That's why I started giving away the comic books again. <laughs> WZWA. There's no contest right now. Just have you got them yet? Oh, here, no. Here you go, and then you get them in your email. If you want them, contact me. This, I gave a few away this week. John likes it that we, you know, I still. There's all four issues right behind you there. WZWA, our first outing nice. together. Uh, World Zombie Wrestling Association. If you're into that, I'll send them to you for free. Uh, Planet of the Apes meets Buck Rogers meets zombies. That's the only way to explain it. And, and robots. <laughs> it's a good read. It's a good read. Good for a laugh. Um, gosh, what didn't we cover? I know next time I'm going to get in more detail with the stories because I will have read them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can send you a cop, I can send you the e-copy and then I'll like scribble all over, uh, your own copy. Oh, I'm going to be at, uh, what the hell? Horror Realm. Oh, are you doing it? I'm doing Horror Realm. Hmm. And uh, I will be there with copies of Everything Here's Nightmare and uh, The Prince of Knock. Oh, very cool. I'm, I'll have to swing by. What are the dates for Horror Realm? For this uh, the 4th through the 7th. And of it's at the... Uh, March? Of March. Okay. okay. So if oh. this if there's airs after that, then don't worry about it. Oh, no. It. This is going to be... <laughs> no, no. Give me a couple days. Uh, early next week. Awesome. Yep, yep, yep. If you do it on the 22nd, wish me a happy birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll have to remember that, too. It's rocket into middle age. Did you give out your Twitter? Uh, it is at Nelson W. Piles. You can also find me uh, facebook.com backslash nelson.piles. There's all the mighty Nelson W. Piles.com. Uh... Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm bad um, nationwide. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, as always, I am at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Lost a lot of followers last week. I forgot really? to mention this. Really? Oh, wait, I have two right. good stories. Here we go. Yeah, all I had to do is make fun of um, Antichrists, who, uh, what, what are they doing in their spare time? Pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> and I... I I got that from a movie. I watched Devils Do, and it was just kind of like about that. Yeah. And what are they doing when they're not planning that? You know, I was just like, it seemed like they were pretty bored. But <laughs> I, so I somehow combined, I combined that with my uh, anger towards Ario Ar- Speedwagon, because somebody was trying to tell me how good they are. And Ario Speedwagon, <laughs> I just, it's just one of those bands I cannot deal with. I can't, if you grew up in the East Coast, they were on the radio constantly. They would, uh, was it the, uh, what the fuck is it song? The, uh. Heard it from a friend who. No, 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 not that one. It's the, uh. Riding the, the problem song, song or whatever the hell is it uh, called. Uh, I don't know. Logical, the logical song. Oh, geez. They would, when that song came out, listen to all you, all of you, uh, millennial folk out there. They would interrupt this fucking song to just to play it again. <laughs> like they would cut it off. We have a, a breaking story and then they would play the fucking logical song again. So yes, yeah, I, they killed it, but there are a lot of fans apparently because they all left me. I lost 16 in a day after that Ariel Speedwagon one. Wow. Yeah. I, it, it happens to me a lot. Now this is another funny story. It happened to me just this morning and why I don't do contests. Um, <laughs> I, I did an auction. Um, uh, I, I gave three of my books this auction for a casino that they're having for pets. Uh, 
uh, it was something, you know, to save animals type of thing. Okay. And people would go there and they, you know, auction off the stuff. And apparently there was a winner who won my, uh, it was, a, you know, a basket of stuff with my books in it. Right. Three of them. And, um, the, she won, but wasn't there for the announcing of the winning. So this morning, as I'm going to um, a certain place where I take my dog, I don't want to mention anything. I take my dog to a certain kennel uh, for you know when I, when we're doing things like this. Sure. And um, I walk in, and the the one of the uh, owners is there. She's like, "Yeah, we auctioned off your books. There was a winner. She wasn't there, and she's pissed. She won, but she didn't get my books. Ah. So they gave it to the next person. Well, oh. she shows up. She shows up five minutes after that happens, and she's drunk. <laughs> oh shit! She's drunk. I want my fucking box. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they asked me, like, do you think you could maybe give us two more or something? <laughs> like, which I'm about to do when we leave here. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> right. But she, she was like, you know, she was drunk and gambling. I mean, I don't feel like I owe her anything, but it was for a good cause. Yeah, right. So, you know, I got to do this thing. But <laughs> that's just my luck. <laughs> just my luck. I try to do something good. Uh, whatever. Anyway, at Fairly Dark, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I could use new friends. Um also, all my stuff and all these shows are, you have, uh, you can get Society 13 shows as well as all the Kettle Whistle Radio shows at www.fairlydarkproductions.com. Hope to see you there. And, uh, my email is kettlewhistleradio at gmail.com. Oh, oh, hey, you know, you could do Dave a big service. Uh-oh. And if you're listening to this on uh, iTunes, leave a review for, for, for good old Dave. <laughs> Not just because I'm on it, but because he's had, he's at Sean Zalt on, which I, I, I'll listen to when I want to swoon because I, I do dig me some Sean. We are on iTunes. This is correct. Yes. So, yeah. so leave a review. Same thing with Red Horse Radio, with the Wicked Library, with the Lift, the Pop Off. Yep. If you like crazy girls, tell them it how it is. The Pop Off is your show. It's that show's so tremendous. They're, they're great, and they're, they don't hold back. There's no holding back. So yeah, I, I recommend that for everybody. It's like <laughs> the view for actual people. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really yeah, is. It's, that's true. That's a very good way to put it. But as always, thanks for coming by, Nelson W. Piles, author, musician, and uh, podcaster. Malcontent, <laughs> lazy bastard. <laughs> East Coast into his ilch. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. See ya.
Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric Welcome to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing today. Electric acid. 